You're listening to BAU, Business as Unusual, the podcast that is shifting the way we think, interact and transact. Good evening, Pat. Good evening, Joe. Lovely to see you all so lovely and pixelated there. Yeah, yeah. It's a a new reality, isn't it? A new day has dawned. Um, We're far away from each other. We can no longer just get in the car and drive um, and dodge the kangaroos to to connect. We now have to dodge um, the digital digital kangies to uh, to get our meetings together. <laughs> That's it. The kick of the share and the kick of the kangi skin no longer exists no. between you and I. But um, yeah, the kick of the the meeting invite can. Um, we've just been playing a few technical kangi we dodges and and we're landing. I think we're landing clear. So glad sounded everyone, good. Glad everyone can uh, join us here. We've um, we've moved the ship. A little bit further away from the chaos here on the peninsula and um yeah looking over looking over towards you actually mate so i can yeah. see you there still running around headbutting people <laughs> <laughs> yeah. well you probably can't see my house after my uh my new neighbors decided to cut down every uh piece of living foliage on their property right. yeah it's it's a sign of things to come but um mm. lucky you're you're doing your bit hey with that weed and fee <laughs> <laughs> yeah exactly yeah exactly exactly but um how are you aside from that yeah, I'm good. I'm good. I'm a bit uh, a bit worse for wear, uh, but I'm good. So I've been doing loads of traveling as you know, as you've been moving, I've been moving around this uh, this great country of ours. So uh, up to Sydney many, many times. And uh, I've just got back from uh, from Queensland. So I just got back from the Gold Coast. I was up there for work and uh, got back earlier today. Yeah, you've been burning it hard. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, and we've come off the back of a move, so I think we're doing both pretty well to be standing here looking at each other, even in our lovely pixelated form. Um, it's- and 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 off the back of I suppose uh, a harsh reality that's being painted by our our referendum that didn't get up, which mm. is which speaks to Australian history, and we're sort of changing track on on the on the convo today to recognise that and and I suppose debrief each other on that because it's, <laughs> yeah, it's. It's yeah, it's a it's a harsh reality. It's a harsh harsh truth of Australian politics and Australian nationhood, really. Um, and that's where we are. I've been reflecting on it. We've had a few chats off and on, but yeah, to hark back to where we have been, whoever's been on this train with our latest convos, we were on. We jumped off on the family um, around hard economic times. And I suppose it speaks a little bit to some of the criticisms around the yes and no and whether it was a little bit tone deaf to what everyone was feeling at the moment. But I think we'll get into that. But just wanted to pay homage to where the combo's been and and where we are now. Um, Gone from real-life kangies to digital kangies, but everyone's still held in place, living living a reality, however it may be. But we all did go to the polling booths and... And it was a reality painted in front of us. But how you how you feeling? Yeah, not great. Um, I mean, I think first off to to say that about kind of the the result. I mean, I think it's there's a few things to to unpack on it because I mean, I think it's you know there's obviously there's a lot of um, contention both ways, but certainly kind of you know I really you know if you if you hark back on it, I think it's this kind of has been really in process here in Australia since John Howard, right? So it kind of actually went back to actually kind of actually recognizing, um, you know, kind of one kind of in indigenous culture and that they're actually kind of, you know, um, 
were actually people um and then kind of actually working back all the way through to kind of you know actually working through the first i guess kind of um recognition um so to speak um whatever that means and then kind of actually stepping back through kind of the the all the way out to kind of towards the initial uluru statement and then kind of where we've actually found ourselves today which is really that um i guess kind of uh as a voice to parliament as a way to kind of actually give um indigenous australians actually a voice in the outcome of their own kind of um i guess kind of you know how they experience government right so i mean it's uh you know the stats are pretty alarming it's um 80% of the of the funding that is put towards uh indigenous australians is delivered through government institutions or controlled by them but yet they actually have no real way to actually kind of voice any type of um um, concern or commentary um, based on how that actually is to the people who actually control um, those uh, funding bodies, such as you know, federal government. Um, and unfortunately, it really got turned into, I think, around that we're messing with our constitution, that, you know, kind of that um, somehow they're going to end up with veto rights, um, you know, and kind of the misinformation piece of a lot, a lot of this sort of stuff is, um, I think, probably the hardest part of it all really to kind of um, swallow. I mean, one, one part you can kind of sit back and you can say, okay, um, that's something we can probably work towards solving. But I think the the bigger part of this is actually that, you know, really um, Australia kind of is becoming like everywhere else in the world, really, the, you know, the kind of the misinformation and the polarization only just continues. And, and unfortunately um, an already marginalized disadvantaged um, part of our population was on the receiving end of it. Yeah, there's a lot to unpack there, and then just for like mm. a few of the few of the audience who, who are tuning in overseas, like Australia, from my understanding, I could be showing ignorance here, is one of the only colonial countries who was claimed under terra nullius. So when Britain came and and claimed it for the for the Queen, it was it was said that only native flora and fauna were here, and that's not true. And there's been a whole a whole process within Australia to recognise Aboriginal people as first cust- first as people, which happened in 1970, which is outrageous. So that's that's phenomenal. And first British fleet landed in, what was it, 1780s? 1780s. Yeah, yeah. so that's wild, for one, that happened in 1970s. 70. So just clocking yeah. that and then where we are now as, as a country and what's, what's happening and and what that ask was for a referendum is is tough and yeah you paint it really well and there's a lot of cash that goes towards sort of reconciliation a lot of um political football political sharing that goes on around this because everyone everyone feels in some respects and so they should um and the issues come up whether you live directly with them or not in terms of like in community who are getting like really hard done by um and so it's it's a tricky one when you go to referendum and then you look at what australia has done we tried to become separate of the queen not longer of the king now charles how are you and it didn't get up so it was a straight like in terms of less i've been trying to understand the lessons of this and like what you can learn of politics number one was that i think labor missed the mark and understanding that Australian politics in terms of democracy is quite lazy and that's fair enough in a clickbait world where everyone's running pretty fast, pretty preoccupied but loves to pretend they give a shit. They forgot the main 
tenant, which is just gives something to everyone where they can take home and say, that's what it is. Whereas it was confused messaging. There wasn't an easy signal around this is what yes means. There was pretty easy misinformation around what no means. And, and, and it was well utilized. I think some, <clears throat> some stats are coming around who was behind the no, not much is coming around who was behind the yes. Um, but I'm not surprised around the disinformation. Like we've got the power of AI. Well, we've seen it. Disinformation has happened for for a long time now since Cambridge Analytica. So that's that's going way back. Um, all like manipulation yeah. at a, at a large level. But yeah, pretty scary. Sixty forty in favor of yes. What that really says. Um, in favor of no. Sorry. In favor, in favor of, no, of no. Sorry. Um, and. Yeah, it's pretty scary stuff. And then you start to see some journals really slant it, which is which is also dangerous saying I read it in like a reputable newspaper saying that Aboriginals voted no. And I was like, hang on a minute, that's that's a pretty wild that's claim. Just, Let's that's have a look at that. That's blatantly pull, not true. Let's just yeah. pull the sheets back on that. And yeah, just so everyone hears that. It, whoever's tuning in, that's a blatant lie. And that was sort of some of the misinformation that was going out as well. So I think a lot of people were confused. So I don't know, lessons are hard to take right now and some people calling for like a silence on trying to learn it, but um, I still think you, you got to plow through it because it's it's there and it's been lived. So um, take yeah, what you will. Yeah. But it was a hard pill to swallow because it, it hurts. It just it feels was. like it puts things back in a long time back in terms of what that is. And everyone sort of <clears throat> felt like you call that and where it falls through. But the argument is in Australian politics, without bipartisan support, you never get a referendum through. You never get a change in constitution. And that's sort of Australian historical law that it just doesn't happen. Australian people freak out about it. Yeah. And that's yeah. that's maybe apparent then. That's like some saving grace. But at the same time, it's not because imagine what just how that feels. Like I'm not an Abri I don't identify as an Aboriginal Australian. So I can't imagine you know, what that feels like a kick in the face when they're going through with arguably a second stolen generation right now. It's 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 pretty brutal out there. Yeah, like it's um yeah, like like I mean I th I think about that as kind of like there's a there's probably a few different lenses you can put across the decision. But I mean I think the the primary one is really the decency lens, right? And I think that's what's really been missed in the discourse um ar around all of this is that kind of it's I think we still as a country really grapple with our history in terms of actually kind of really owning actually what we did, you know, as a place that was, as you put it, kind of um, terra nullis, which is basically no one was here. And, but from there, I think it's um, in some ways it's, that's how we've always treated this problem that we actually have is that it's a, uh, you know, I'm, I'm interested. Cause I mean, I think you can go as far as to actually say that it's kind of um I, you know, I heard this said on the weekend too, like to be Australians, to be racist. And I was like, wow, that is a, that is a big, big, big call. But yet when you, they were talking about it through behavior, not necessarily words in terms of that kind of that we seem to put every generation that comes here, you know, and particularly our indigenous population through many generations um, through this kind of this exclusion and this kind of this otherism, which is um, highly problematic for the kind of the social cohesion of our country and this type of vote of course you know i i agree with you it wasn't particularly well explained it was actually easier to frame it as a no than it was as a as a yes because people didn't know what they're saying yes to but i think the thing that really should have been communicated is we're actually saying yes to saying i'm sorry 
right? And yes, that actually that we actually want to improve Indigenous health and education and life outcomes. And that this is what we're actually saying yes to. We're saying yes to that. And instead, we've said no to it, you know, and that that is real, as you're saying, like the stolen second generation, it's just, you know, health outcomes, education in- outcomes, incarceration outcomes for Indigenous Australians have gone backwards. They have not gone forwards over the last 20 years. And it's it's a national shame. It's an absolutely national disgrace. And it is, and it has been for a long time. It's um, And the, it's it's hard because what I understood the referendum to be, the, the true ask was to allow agency into how to how to deal out of that and we've said sorry we had a national apology already and nothing really was done um we've had yeah military go in under the guise of that there's there's horrible stuff going in community only to find out that nothing was going on and that's just that was once again a political share and that turned out to be a political grenade into sort of indigenous affairs and self-governance which is which is just brutal like the the history of it is brutal but i really don't want to paint too negative a picture because understanding that 1970s was when they were recognized by Australian or colonizing governance that they existed and where it is now is is huge and it's and the challenges and the plight is still real and still terrible but so many times the crew have picked themselves up and, and gone to fight again and, and yeah, they will again but it's not um it's it's not their shame right i think that's the thing like that you're touching on it's 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 ours right as kind of you know 100%. the rest of australia and it's that's that's the thing i think that um you know really broke my heart on on the weekend with kind of watching this this unfold is that you know like the the classic thing like you're taught in in elementary school is basically like the saying story is just the start but the next step is kind of what can i actually do to make it better and you know i think we failed that test of basic character right so forget forget how it was framed for a second but at a humanistic level that's kind of where the focus needs to be and i think that's you know what um yeah i i just find really difficult to to reconcile to be honest like it's how how do you not see that that's something that we actually need to do right and then you know, i mean i've had this conversation and some people will just put it back well there's other ways we can do that i'm like yeah sure but we're not doing those right or kind of like what's what's your actual answer to that oh well we can do other stuff i'm like yeah but what's your answer to that and the, they don't they don't actually have one but i think what i don't know maybe whether you chatting to those people and i don't know if this is me being i don't know trying to find something that's there and not wanting to believe that part of australia which which i do like i see it, australia and that point that australia is racist i think is true because of the very way that Australia was taken and then the opportunities afforded to certain people. Like it's structurally racist. So it's still racist by definition. And I laugh because that's that's how I handle those sort of things in a in a strange way. Um otherwise you spend all day sort of crying, even as a very privileged white fella here chatting on on issues that haven't affected me directly. But the the thing that really pisses me off around this referendum is it was once again turned into a political sharing where it's it was allegiance based was where the vote came in the end and it that's where i think albo albanese our current prime minister sort of he held true to his word and he said to everyone in the Uluru statement if we get in we'll stay through to this and it'll be our first referendum but he didn't realize or he did realize that that was sort of setting it up for a challenge from a very hurt liberal government yeah. to then challenge and say hang on and they've called on their constituents. So I think a lot of the no vote was also rusted on libs just saying, stuff you. And 
you know, it in all fairness, it just once again such a such a a central tenor to Australian history, Australian culture, like such a beautiful moment that could have happened got turned into a political football, and the people who are wearing the brunt of that of the people who have always worn the brunt of it, and the people who have the oldest living culture in in the world, like it's it's crazy and we use that now as a culture to sell Australia but the fact that we can't stand up and say sorry and give agency to that oldest living culture in our constitution is ridiculous and and terrible and horrible and it sort of says where we are as 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 a society in politics we've done it with immigrants we've done it with we we've had this whole boat people that now one of our ex prime ministers gone over to the UK and exporting that type of politics over there it's it's phenomenal that's where we land and it's phenomenal that that's how politics works in a democracy like it's an ugly truth that it can be so divisive because it polarizes and then you start to vote and it's us against them and i don't think that's the actual truth because when you look at the poll you look at some of the some of the research work done around around what do you actually want people want to see a change but all that referendum turned it into a game of football that i don't think is fair for the issue that was there yeah well said so yeah, that shits me that that's what's happened, and it's been hard to to handle and where to look forward. But fuck, it's just another another game of footy that's that's turned ugly. Yeah, I would agree with you wholeheartedly. I think the 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 kind of where to from here, I guess, is um you know you have to. It's like kind of thing like fighting for change is kind of like there's so there's positives in in this, which is in terms of actually kind of really exposing exposing the actual issue you know, around kind of actually that this is, this is something that we need to go for. But I, I think it's kind of the issue versus the politics is what I'm going to be really kind of interested to see who um, actually picks up the, the baton. Right. Cause I think there's, there is also a way for it to become something that is even more kind of on the national agenda, not less through, through something like this, which is, you know, I think the, the opportunity for someone like Albanese to actually kind of basically risk their productivity political career for it and i'll be curious to see if he actually does because it's it's a it's an explainable problem that actually needs a resolution right and so those types of things if left tend to become you know say as they already are they become generational legacies right so it's that's that's what we're that's what we're faced with and i think it's you know again i just always put very simple tests on these is like i cannot i can't explain it to my kids right i can't explain to my children why we're not doing something like this or why we're not trying to change um, health outcomes, you know, or kind of educational outcomes, right. For kind of this, this community and why we're not doing more to kind of actually do that. So that's, that's the part I think that gives me a little bit. The of, crazy um, thing, the crazy thing is do less. Like that's the actual art. Yeah, I know. I it's know. not do that's more, exactly it's right. do yeah. less. Like I know. that's just mental. I know. I know, but it's, but that's the, don't you think that's kind of wrapped up in, um, yeah, like it's, I mean, this might go, this might go the wrong way, but I'll give it a crack is so like, I, I think there's, um, there's two flaws in our national character. One is that we are structurally racist, as you put it. The second is that we're actually, we have this sense of kind of exceptionalism that, you know, we're somehow kind of going to go in and actually kind of fix this problem rather than actually giving the people who actually experience the problem agency to fix it and the funds to actually kind of work through it. And I think that's the, that's the thing. One, one I think is like, it's endemic. The other, I think is like a national maturity thing around the actual kind of the issues that we actually need to face into. And that, 
the solution isn't going to come from Canberra, right? It's not going to come from the people in power. It's actually about that, as you said, you need to do less to impact more. And there's all that talk around, you know, involving stakeholder and it felt like liberal the labor were trying to do that but yeah do less and and i think the two points that you point out are like intertwined like a vine like they're the same part of the same that it was colonizer came over exported a religion that was very savior orientated saying that you're savages and come over to the light and god will save you and that legacy's lived on under that structural racism and it's sort of like classic gatekeepers of knowledge classic gatekeepers of cash like that's where it is now and it's letting go letting go of the person actually giving giving agency when the person's already there it's crazy it's mental um and it's frustrating that we harp on around you know letting community speak and and have agency but it's 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 tricky so i think it's cool whether we can I like your take. Albanese put his neck on the line and whether it can actually get something up and, and change it, that would be great to see where where to now. And maybe it's something we can think about. Where do you go once, once you get slapped in the face with a wet fish? Like, where can you take that and how can you do that? What are the different ways to actually, if a country says no in a referendum, what are the other ways of still pushing Well, there's, there's lots of ways, right? I mean, there's, you know, you can obviously do um, truth-telling through tr- kind of a truth reconciliation commission. Um, that actually is, can actually hear out the problem. You can basically, in theory, kind of assign treaty, which can happen at a state level. And I think that's... Um, yeah, that's know, underway. That's not, yeah, but that's going to happen, right? Yeah, that's so underway that's the, at the moment. Yeah. yeah. And the federal government could change funding so that it all goes through the states, so that it's actually no longer a federal federal thing, so that it actually kind of basically they get out of their own way, right? And actually, like, I mean, you know... Um, yeah, I'm not sure he's smarter than me, but um, Albanese, um, you know, in terms of if he kind of was thinking his way through that, that's what I would do is I'd basically just scrap the entire department and basically just take the funding and say through parliament and pass it back to the states to deal with it as they as they see fit. So, yeah, which I, yeah, that opens a whole nother can of worms state side, doesn't with, it? With different states. But yeah, it's it's sort of on that process of decentralizing the the way it all operates for sure. Yeah. But uh-huh. maybe knowing that you can't get a national referendum through, you can basically what you can do is change the scope of what your federal government, in terms of in a federated model, is actually prepared to do. So, you know, like they've done it with, like I do find it fascinating. So, like health and education sit with the states, but yet um, indigenous affairs is a national thing, which is, um, you know, fucking hilarious when you actually really think about it. Is that those two things are actually intertwined, and then it's like, oh no, no, this is different. This is actually this is a different different thing that we need to actually administer. Where is it really? It's just a, it's another community that basically can't be self determinant. Um, but kind of getting the money closer to the problem might be one way they think their way through this. Yeah, that's a good take, mate. I'm um, looking forward to seeing where where it can go from there because I think it's it's hundred percent needed and something hopefully good can come of this uh and it's definitely a mirror up and some serious lessons around the way democracies work and and what's going on but yeah i think something good will come you have to think that way otherwise the head goes in the sand and the tail goes up and you just try and dig dig a little bit further yeah yeah i just think it's you know it's uh yeah it's kind of it's you have to think that way you're right you have to think that it's the start of something not the end of end of something and you know i think china um yeah, turn disappointment into resolution, I think is always, you know, 
it's easier just to actually kind of um you know I, ha- I had this conversation in my head on the on the when um, before I had to fly it on Sunday I was like oh do I take the sign at the end of my driveway down like do I do just go out there and I was like I've walked into the shed I was like oh yeah I'll get the little uh rattle gun to basically you know kind of just um just pull it out of the tree and I was like no I'm not going to do that I'm just going to leave it there and uh you know kind of see see how long it um it it hangs out for yeah that's that's nice nice huh. <laughs> little sentiment there I've seen little different things here here and there with signs Australians are hilarious we're hilarious with signs and what they mean um mm. yeah nice I'm looking forward to seeing how long it's, it can stand and whether it can get turned into a paper airplane or something or a boomerang and do something pretty fun uh, and, and, and impactful. Like it'd be cool to see what can come of this and hopefully not, not another game of terrible football. No, no. Um, on that one, I think we stay on the pulse and, and think about it and, and see where we can take that next week and, and see, see where we sit as we, as we sit across the lakes um, or the oceans here, Joey, and, um, and continue, yeah, yeah, yeah. And yeah. continue yeah. the convo. Yeah, that's true. It's true. I'll um, I'll have to look at the window see if I can see the the light up on the mountain there, mate. So, uh, yeah, yeah, um, yeah. I have to get you up here, and I'll point you out where you are. You mad bugger. <laughs> yeah, sounds good. <laughs> All right, Patty. Well, uh, yeah. Enjoy the serenity out in uh, out in Gippy. All right. Enjoy the madness on the peninsula, mate. We'll meet in uh, the middle of somehow, it. mate. A nice pie. Sounds good. All right. All take right. care. You too. Thank you for listening to BAU Business as Unusual. Subscribe and learn more at baupod.co. That's baupod.co.